Hello, welcome back to Wick Me to Sleep. This is the podcast where we hope you don't finish because you're fast asleep by the end. Take a moment to subscribe, leave a comment if you haven't yet. And if you have already, let's get going. Tonight, we'll randomly start on the Wikipedia article titled Keyong Electric. Keyong Electric Co. Limited is a South Korean machinery, electric, engineering, and automotive company headquartered in Seoul. It was established in 1977 and manufactures machine, tool, and auto parts products, manual and auto pipe cleaner machinery. It has factories in Ansan and Cheonan. The CEO is Lee Hyung-ho. Let's click into Seoul. Officially, Seoul's special city is the capital and largest metropolis of South Korea. It forms the heart of the Seoul capital area, which also includes the surrounding Incheon metropolis and Gyeonggi province. Considered to be a global city and rated as an alpha city by Globalization and World Cities Research Network, Seoul has the world's fourth largest metropolitan economy in 2014, following Tokyo, New York City, and Los Angeles. Seoul was rated as Asia's most livable city with the second highest quality of life globally by Arcadis in 2015, with a GDP per capita of around $40,000. With major technology hubs centered in Gangnam and digital media city, the Seoul capital area is home to the headquarters of 15 Fortune Global 500 companies, including Samsung, LG, and Hyundai. Ranked 7th in the Global Power City Index and Global Financial Centers Index, the metropolis exerts a major influence in global affairs as one of the five leading hosts of global conferences. Seoul has hosted the 1986 Asian Games, 1988 Summer Olympics, and the 2010 G20 Seoul Summit. Let's click into the 1988 Summer Olympics. The 1988 Summer Olympics was an international multi-sport event held from September 17th to October 2nd in 1988 in Seoul, South Korea. 159 nations were represented at the Games by a total of 8,391 athletes. That's 6,197 men and 2,194 women. 237 events were held and 27,221 volunteers helped to prepare the Olympics. The 1988 Seoul Olympics were the second Summer Olympic Games held in Asia and the first held in South Korea. As the host country, South Korea ranked fourth overall, winning 12 gold medals and 33 medals in competition. 11,331 media, that's 4,978 written press, and 6,353 broadcasters showed the games all over the world. These were the last Olympic Games of the Cold War, 
as well as for the Soviet Union and East Germany, as both ceased to exist before the next Olympic Games in 1992. The Soviet Union dominated the medal count, winning 55 gold and 132 total medals. The results that got the closest to that medal hall in years since are China's 48 gold medals in 2008 and USA's 121 total medals in 2016. Compared to the 1980 Summer Olympics in Moscow and the 1984 Summer Olympics in Los Angeles, which were divided into two camps by ideology, the 1988 Summer Olympics was a competition in which boycotts virtually disappeared, although they were not completely over. North Korea boycotted the 1988 Seoul Olympics, as well as five socialist countries, including Cuba, an ally of North Korea. Albania, Ethiopia, and Seychelles did not respond to the invitation sent by the IOC. Nicaragua did not participate due to athletic and financial considerations, while the expected participation of Madagascar was withdrawn for financial reasons. Nonetheless, a much larger boycott seen in the three previous editions were avoided, resulting in large, the largest number of participating nations during the Cold War era, and thus regarded as the Olympics that laid the groundwork for the end of the Cold War. There's a link for Madagascar, so let's jump into that. The Democratic Republic of Madagascar was a socialist state that existed on the island of Madagascar from 1975 to 1992. Tidie Ratsiraka was elected to a seven-year term as president in a national referendum on the 21st of December 1975, confirming the mandate for consensus and inauguration, inaugurating Madagascar's second republic. The guiding principle of Ratsiraka's administration was the need for a socialist revolution from above. Specifically, he sought to radically change Malagasy society in accordance with programs and principles incorporated into the Charter of Malagasy Socialist Revolution, popularly referred to as the Red Book. According to this document, the primary goal of the newly renamed Democratic Republic of Madagascar was to build a new society founded on socialist principles and guided by the actions of the five pillars of the revolution. The Supreme Revolutionary Council, peasants and workers, young intellectuals, women and the popular armed forces. The Socialist Revolution explains the Red Book, is the only choice possible for us in order to achieve rapid economic and cultural development in an autonomous, humane, and harmonious manner. The Red Book advocated a new foreign policy based on the principle of non-alignment and domestic policies focused on renovating the Foconolona, which are community members, decentralizing the administration and fomenting economic development through planning and popular input. Let's jump to the principle of non-alignment, which redirects to non-aligned movement. 
A not-aligned movement is a forum of 120 countries that are not formally aligned with or against any major power bloc. After the United Nations, it is the largest grouping of states worldwide. The movement originated in the aftermath of the Korean War as an effort by some countries to counterbalance the rapid bipolarization of the world during the Cold War, whereby two major powers formed blocks and embarked on a policy to pull the rest of the world into their orbits. One of these was the pro-Soviet socialist bloc, whose best-known alliance was the Warsaw Pact, and the other pro-American capitalist group of countries, many of which belonged to NATO. In 1961, drawing on the principles agreed at the Bandung Conference of 1955, the non-aligned movement was formally established in Belgrade, Yugoslavia, through an initiative of Yugoslav President Josip Broz Tito. Indian Prime Minister Jawaharlal Nehru Egyptian President Gamal Abdur Nasser, Ghanaian President Kwame Nkrumah, and Indonesian President Sukarno. This led to the first conference of heads of state or governments of non-aligned countries. The purpose of the organization was summarized by Fidel Castro in his Havana Declaration of 1979 as to ensure, quote, the national independence, sovereignty, territorial integrity and security of non-aligned countries in their struggle against imperialism, colonialism, neocolonialism, racism, and all forms of foreign aggression, occupation, domination, interference, or hegemony, as well as against great power and block politics. Let's click into imperialism. Imperialism is the practice, theory, or attitude of maintaining or extending power over foreign nations, particularly through expansionism, employing not only hard power, which is economic and military power, but also soft power, which are cultural and diplomatic powers. Imperialism focuses on establishing or maintaining hegemony, and a more or less formal empire. While related to the concepts of colonialism, imperialism is a distinct concept that can apply to other forms of expansion and many forms of government. I'm going to jump down to issues in the imperialism page, which starts with orientalism and imaginative geography. Imperial control, territorial and cultural, is justified through discourses about the imperialists' understanding of different spaces. Conceptually, imagined geographies explain the limitations of the imperialist understanding of the societies of the different spaces inhabited by the non-European other. In Orientalism, 1978, Edward Said said that the West developed the concept of the Orient an imagined geography of the Eastern world, which functions as an essentializing discourse that represents neither the ethnic diversity nor the social reality of the Eastern world. That by reducing the East into cultural essences, 
the imperial discourse uses place-based identities to create cultural difference and psychological difference, distance between we the West and they the East, and between here in the West and there in the East. That cultural differentiation was especially noticeable in the books and paintings of early Oriental studies, the European examinations of the Orient, which misrepresented the East as a rational and backward, the opposite of the rational and progressive West. The fighting the East as a negative vision of the Western world as its inferior not only increased the sense of self of the West, but also was a way of ordering the East and making it known to the West so that it could be dominated and controlled. Therefore, Orient Orientalism was the ideological justification of early Western imperialism, a body of knowledge and ideas that rationalized social, cultural, political, and economic control of other non-white peoples. One of the main tools used by imperialists was cartography. Cartography is, quote, the art, science, and technology of making maps. But this definition is problematic. It implies that maps are object objective representations of the world, when in reality they serve very political means. For Harley, maps serve as an example of Foucault's power and knowledge concept. Let's follow cartography through to its main page. Cartography is the study and practice of making and using maps, combining science, aesthetics, and technique. Cartography builds on the premise that reality, or an imagined reality, can be modeled in ways that communicate spatial information effectively. The fundamental objectives in tra of traditional cartography are to set the map's agenda and select traits of the object to be mapped, this is the concern of map editing. Traits may be physical, such as roads or land masses, or may be abstract, such as toponyms or political boundaries. Represent the terrain of the map object on flat media. This is the concern of map projections. Eliminate characteristics of the mapped object that are not relevant to the map's purpose. This is the concern of generalization. Reduce the complexity of the characteristics that will be mapped. This is also the concern of generalization. Orchestrate the elements of the map to best convey its message to its audience. This is the concern of map design. Modern cartography constitute, constitutes many theoretical and practical foundations of geographic information systems in geographic information science. I jump down to lettering. Lettering in map making is important for denoting information. Fine lettering is difficult in woodcut, where it often turned out square and blocky, contrary to the stylized, rounded writing style popular in Italy at the time. To improve quality, map makers developed fine chisels to carve the relief. Intaglio lettering did not suffer the troubles of a coarse medium and so was able to express the looping cursive 
that came to be known as cancelleresca. There were custom-made reverse punches that were also used in metal engraving alongside freehand lettering. I've never seen cancelleresca before, so let's click into it. Oh, this redirects to italic script. Italic script, also known as chancery cursive and italic hand, is a semi-cursive, slightly sloped style of handwriting and calligraphy that was developed during the Renaissance in Italy. It is one of the most popular styles used in contemporary Western calligraphy. Italic script is based largely on humanist minuscule, which itself draws on Carolinian minuscule. Capital letters are the same as the humanist capitals, modeled on Roman square capitals. The Italian scholar Niccolo de Niccoli, Niccoli, Niccolo de Niccoli was dissatisfied with the lowercase forms of humanist minuscule, finding it too slow to write. In response, he created the italic script which incorporates features and techniques characteristic of a quickly written hand, oblique forms, fewer strokes per character, and the joining of letters. Perhaps the most significant change to any single character was to the form of the A, which he simplified from a two-story form to a one-story form, now common to most handwriting styles. Under the influence of italic movable type used with printing presses, the style of handwritten italic script moved toward disjointed, more-mannered characters. By the 1550s, the italic script had become so laborious that it fell out of use with scribes. Following through to the printing press. A printing press is a mechanical device for applying pressure to an inked surface resting upon a print medium, such as paper or cloth, thereby transferring the ink. It marked a dramatic improvement on earlier printing methods in which the cloth, paper, or other medium was brushed or rubbed repeatedly to achieve the transfer of ink and accelerated the process. Typically used for texts, the invention and global spread of the printing press was one of the most influential events in the second millennium. In Germany, around 1440, the goldsmith Johannes Gutenberg invented the movable type printing press, which started the printing revolution. Modeled on the design of existing screw presses, a single Renaissance movable type printing press could produce up to 3,600 pages per workday, compared to 40 by hand printing and a few by hand copying. Gutenberg's newly devised hand mold made possible the precise and rapid creation of metal movable type in large quantities. His two inventions, the hand mold and the movable type printing press, together drastically reduced the cost of printing books and other documents in Europe, particularly for shorter print runs. A finding in 2015 brought evidence of choirs, as claimed by extensive research, printed in 1444 to 1446, 
possibly assigned to Procopius Waldfogel. From mines, the movable type printing press spread within several decades to over 200 cities in a dozen European countries. By 1500, printing presses in operation throughout Western Europe had already produced more than 20 million volumes. In the 16th century, with presses spreading further afield, their output rose tenfold to an estimated 150 to 200 million copies. By the mid-17th century, the first printing presses arrived in colonial America in response to the increasing demand for Bibles and other religious literature. The operation of a press became synonymous with the enterprise of printing and lent its name to a new medium of expression and communication, the press. The arrival of mechanical, movable type printing in Europe in the Renaissance introduced the era of mass communication, which permanently altered the structure of society. The relatively unrestricted circulation of information and revolutionary ideas transcended borders, captured the masses in their reformation, and threatened the power of political and religious authorities. The sharp increase in literacy broke the monopoly of the literate elite on education and learning and bolstered the emerging middle class. Across Europe, the increasing cultural self-awareness of its peoples led to the rise of proto-nationalism and accelerated the development of European vernaculars to the detriment of Latin status as lingua franca. In the 19th century, the replacement of the hand-operated Gutenberg-style press by steam-powered rotary presses allowed printing on an industrial scale. And that is where we're going to conclude tonight. If you are fast asleep, congratulations, you did it. If you're not there yet, I'll let the music play a little bit longer, and I hope you drift away soon. Good night, and sleep well.